You're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra. Buckle, Buckle up, because we're about to get gabbing. Okay. Um, we need to start off this episode with a conversation about the cicadas. <laughs> I, I don't think we've talked about them on the pod, have we? Um, I don't remember. I feel like maybe we mentioned it briefly, but nothing like crazy. Not that these earthlings deserve my attention, but I have to back that a little bit. So, I mean, we all know, we all don't love the cicadas that are here. And I am at my work. I am what we call a well-being champion and there's a well-being champion in all the different like buildings and departments across campus. And so anytime um, the employee wellness committee, like within HR, which I'm actually on as well, anytime there's like a communication or like a newsletter or a challenge or like things that go out, I'm responsible for making sure we send it out to um, like everyone in my department to make sure they get it. So... <laughs> I, um, like I get newsletters regularly, like in summertime, they'll send one out, like wear your sunscreen. They'll send one out about like in the winter, how to fight like seasonal depression, like things like that. They're just informational and not going to lie. I send out like 95% of them, but every now and then one will slip through the cracks. And I'm like, I think everyone knows to wear sunscreen. I don't have time for this today. But I got one a couple of weeks back and I was like, this can't be real life. This can't be real life. They had like a full two page informational document on how to prepare for the cicadas, like the anxiety and like the trauma of cicadas, no. like, like, the, like this article is 100% dead serious of like, this is how you prepare, like don't alter your life, live your life the way that you normally would. Um, like it was all this list of like tips, like take a deep breath before you go outside. This is like an educational like journal the, who printed this. <laughs> Not an educational journal. It's like our health partner. So it's like a health um, entity. They're like a hospital. They also do wellness stuff, whatever. And they pair with our university workplace to send out health messaging, um, to the employees for their overall well-being, And so my coworker, I was like, I have to send this to them now because it was so funny. It was like, throw a party, like do research on cicadas to like feel more close to them. And I was like, oh my gosh, such a joke. Send it out to everyone. Like I got multiple phone calls after I sent it out. We're like, are you kidding me right now? Is this a joke? And I was like, this is not a joke. This is not a drill. And I was like, haha, so funny. The cicadas are here and it's not funny. Um, I, I need to pull that PDF back up, go back through the steps, run the drills because my panic is setting in. And I know it's unrealistic because like, I have to remind myself the, the meditation or maybe not a meditation. The thing I tell myself is the worst possible thing that could happen is that one touches you. It touches you. And then it probably stops touching you very soon after. And that's like as bad as it probably could get unless like one flew into like any orifice of my body, of course. 
Um, <laughs> but just pure panic. But I bring this up because one, let's get rid of the cicadas. Two, I had the best little moment today. Sometimes it is the smallest answered prayers in life that just gets you good. I, so I left this morning and there's not a, there haven't been a ton at my house yet, but then this morning when I, uh, went to leave, I live in a, um, apartment, uh, with multiple people. I mean, in separate units, but you know what I mean? Um, so I go onto the front porch and there are so many, and I'm like, Oh my God, I literally closed the door, like went back inside, did the deep breath, ran off the porch. Are these <laughs> like the exoskeletons, like the shedded ones, the stretch, you know what I mean? Like, there's a mix. There's-, there's a mix of the shedded ones, some live ones, some that are like trying to get out. It was a mix. And there are just way more than there have been. And they're like on the side of the house. They're on the porch, like just everywhere. And they were also all over the trash cans and it was trash day. And so I was like, when I come back home, there's probably going to be even more on the porch. Then they're going to be on the trash cans and I'm going to have to take the trash cans back up. And in my mind, I thought, how awesome, how cool would it be if for whatever reason, the neighbor that I live next to just decided to like sweep my porch off with all the cicadas and take my trash in, which is a lot because like they are under no obligation to do this for me. It's like a little family that I live um, next to. So they owe me no obligations. I am perfectly capable of bringing my own trash bins in. It's also not something they like regularly do every week. When I came home, that porch was cicada free. And my trash bins were in, and I was just like, this is living, baby. This is living. Um, so that is your sign. Ask the universe for what you want. If it's a cicada-free porch, sometimes life will surprise you like that. Um, and that's just the story I needed to share today. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about the cicadas? Um... I gotta say, like, when I was a kid, like, I definitely don't remember cicadas being a thing, like, where I used to live. Like, I just don't remember that being a thing. But when I moved to Louisville, and it was, like, around the last time that the cicadas emerged. like Yeah, because we've only experienced one cicada cycle, right? Yeah, it was, like, 17 years ago when I was, like, in the fifth or going on sixth grade. Yeah that's when I first like experienced them. And I just remember being so creeped out by the fact that they would just like fly into you. Like, Oh, I've had two fly into my windshield. Like, and then there's just cicada guts on my windshield. Yeah. And the fact that they're just like massive and sit right with me. It don't sit right. They're so large, like larger than really they need to be. I don't know why they got to be that large. And just (laughs) for what reason? For what reason? And then the fact that they just literally just bury themselves and then come out like every 17 years to meet with each other, make this God awful sound. And then just their babies, then they just have loud sex and leave. And then they, they get that, that bread and leave. That's what they do. And the babies then just bury themselves again. And then they come back, you know, again, 17 years later, it's just like, for why? for what and i've like i've heard that they're really not that important to our ecosystem like 
they like they feed the birds, but for like two months every 17 years. So like clearly the birds are doing all right without them. They're not sustaining the birds. For what? For what? Why do we why do we gotta have them? Just to like remind, I think to humble me every 17 years <laughs> that like you are not the queen and we're the sorry people. We will throw a cicada at your face every 17 years. You know what I find disgusting is that like I can't stand the side of them. Like I hate when you accidentally walk outside and you crunch oh. and or like, you know, just just when I see one flopping around on the ground, like I can't stand them. I try not to make eye contact. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't like them. But the audacity for people because it's getting warm outside to still be like eating outside while these things are just rampant. I'm like, if that flies into your food or hits you in the face, like absolutely not. I'd be done. done. I'm like, trauma. I need therapy. I'm eating inside until these things go away. Yeah. It don't sit right with me. It just doesn't. No. I need, I, I will have to backtrack at some point, but I also want to, Let's, let's do it. I got a lot of things on my mind today. You know, I'm all over the place. Um, but <laughs> what, what's going on here? What, what are we, but doing? you did touch on, um, you asked me last week at the end of our episode about my Botox and I got that done yesterday. So I figured I'd provide the people with an update. Yeah. Um, people are always interested in my procedures, which makes it sound like I've got a lot of work done and I have not at all. Um, and I didn't get too deep into it on Friday, but like, I've, I think I've maybe mentioned this on the podcast somehow before, like I've had laser hair removal, like waist down people love that and not in a, Oh, they think I'm so cool and, um, sexy because I'm hairless. No, um, like females love that. And they all want to, ask me about my experience. Like, I feel like it's a very common thing, but every time I tell someone they're like, they want all the deeds. Um, but we're not going to get into that. I feel like it's one of those things that's like normal and like, it's common, but almost every female has probably thought about doing it, but if they haven't done it, it, they're like, I need to know. Yeah. There's a lot of things people think about and then they just don't do or whatever. And I'm the one that does it. Um, so yeah, I would 10 out of 10 recommend laser hair removal in my opinion but that's neither here nor there. Also, I talked about the whole like Botox situation on last episode a little bit that I've just had a little bit done. And I think I've also mentioned briefly on one of the podcasts that I have a fake chin. Um, fun fact. So I'm very open with all of my, again, all of my things. It's not like I have a whole, a lot of work. I have like a millimeter extra of chin in my face. Um, it's basically just like a little silicone, um, shaped thing that they slide in there and it's screwed into my face. And, um, it's like a very minimal outpatient procedure, no big deal. Um, which I've had for like around two years, probably a little over a little over two years, like two and a half years. Um, no issues. I like it. I love it. I paid for it on my own. Like Everything, everything that I've gotten done to, I've like paid for on my own. It's not like my parents have paid or any sugar daddies or anything like that. Um, and they've all been things I wanted, like the chin thing I wanted like forever, like since I was like 13. So I was, it was something I was very confident in getting and did like a ton of research beforehand, et cetera. 
And then I got a little bit of Botox before, like I said, I've had a little bit around my chin, but because of like the way that my jaw is structured, which is why I had to get the chin implant. Like I just get like a little bit of dimpling around my chin, which no one else probably notices, but it's one of those things that I notice. Um, so I got a little bit after my surgery and liked it and just like never went back for a little refresh. Um, but I went yesterday to get the lip flip done, which just basically makes you have like a little less gummy of a smile. Cause I have a really big smile, which I really love about myself. Um, it's one of my favorite things, but it's just a lot of gums sometime. Um, so the lip flip, it can make your lips look a little bit bigger, but that wasn't my goal. It was just like, let's chill the smile just a hair. Um, so I went and did that and then we got a little bit around the chin too. Um, and just like a tiny bit up here for the 11 lines and it was really good. Um, it takes like three to, uh, like seven days to start like kicking in, I think. And then like 14 days is when it's like reached it's like as good as it's going to get. And then it lasts for like three to four months. Um, so yeah, I, that's like, and everything like to each their own, because like, I'm someone that I don't think I would ever get filler. Like that freaks me out because like some people say you can dissolve it. Other people are like, no, you really can. And it can like move around in your skin versus like Botox. It's just like relaxing the muscles and it fades over time. And I'm not getting an excessive amount. Like the areas that I got, I got such a small amount, like even like the 11 lines, like we did like a half dose of what's normal because I'm like young and whatever. And I don't plan on getting it every three to four months. Like I'll get it maybe max twice a year because I think it lasts a little bit longer than they say it does. Cause they obviously like want you to come back. So for me, it's just like one of those things when I want to do it, small amounts, things that are reversible, like my chin, if like, God forbid, everything anything were to ever happen, like it can be removed. Um, the laser hair removable hair removal, not reversible, but I don't think I'm going to be like begging for my leg hair back anytime soon. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of my, that's been my journey. Um, I don't have any other like major plastic surgeries or like, I don't want to like totally alter my face. You know, it's just like small things. And I think the biggest thing for me is I feel like plastic surgery enhancements, whatever can be like controversial. Cause people are like, Oh, well, this is just like perpetuating all these issues in our society with people's like body image and wanting to change themselves. And like, where's the line of too far, et cetera. And I totally get that. And I think there can be a level of too far and like, you know, you got to learn to love yourself kind of thing. But I also don't think it's like you hate yourself or you're so vain because you got Botox or something. Um, and I don't know where that line is. I think it's different for everyone. And the biggest piece for me that I'll say to our listeners out there, if you've ever thought about getting anything um, done, period, is it really like depends on the person that you go to. And it's hard to know, like before you really like go what the personality of like the provider or the surgeon or whatever is going to be. Um, because I had, I had two different consults before my chin, uh, implant. And so 
Um, the first doctor who I did not end up going to, I did not <laughs> like at all. And a lot of surgeons, I think, and Botox people like med spas, whatever are like this of like, you come in and you're like, okay, I want this. And they're like, have you ever thought about, um, you know, just like removing your forehead and then, um, <laughs> like also adding an extra, extra nostril. And, um, you also probably need this done. Like they give you this whole, like grocery list of things that they think that you need to get done to your face and you walk out like what the heck I only wanted this one small thing and of course any person like no matter how confident you are is going to be like oh like do I need all of these things done um it wasn't like that many things but the first guy I went to was just like yeah we can do your chin um but we're also gonna have to do xyz to also like do the like just, it seemed unnecessary. And like, it just felt like a cold environment. And like, I don't know, I just did not like those people did not sit right with me. Um, and the second surgeon I went to, uh, for the same thing, he was like, Oh yeah, like it'll be like a minimal change. And like, I think it'll be perfect. Like you're a young, attractive person, like we'll do this. And then if you ever wanted to do anything like down the road in the future, you can always like do that later, but we don't want to do a bunch of stuff all at once. And then you like, don't like the way you look and you're not really sure what it is, you know, like, was just like, let's do what you want to do and then go from there. Um, and so I really liked him and that's obviously why I ended up going with, um, that surgeon. And then I had the same experience yesterday at Botox. I was a little bit nervy, a little bit nervy because I was like a new place or is it like somewhere you've been before? No. Cause I've the only place I've ever been for Botox was like the very small amount that I got after my chin surgery. And it was at the plastic surgeon's office that I got my, um, chin done and through. Um, so this is a place up here in Cincinnati and it's like a med spa and it's, um, she used to be a doctor and now she just like runs her own med spa where she does like injectable type things. And I was like, okay, like, I hope this lady is not one of those people that's like, oh, you want a little bit of Botox? You should also get lip filler. And yeah, your lips are kind of thin and you should also like, oh, are those wrinkles around your eyes? You know, cause there's those, <laughs> I'm telling you like the, that is like, that's how they make their money. And so I was like, oh, hopefully it's not that person. Cause then you just gotta be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, um, it's cool. 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 I don't want that. I feel fine. I feel great about myself otherwise. Yeah. And then like your lips could be totally fine. And you're like going home, looking at your lips in the mirror, like, oh my God, are they bad? Um, but she was not that at all. And so, um, I really enjoyed her. I was just like, yeah, that's what I want to get done. She was like, oh yeah, this is going to be perfect. Like, I think like this would be like really minimal. We don't need like a lot at all. And she was like, if for whatever reason you don't feel like it was enough after like two weeks, you can always come back in and then we'll like tweak it for you for free. Like, let me know if you don't like, like anything about it, like keep me updated. She, she, she was not giving me the grocery list of things to do to my face. It was just like, yeah, I think this is going to look great. I'm like so excited for you. And like, that was it. And I feel like that's how all experiences like that should be. Like, it should be like an empowering thing. If that's something you choose to do with your body, your face, whatever. Um, and not, have you thought about this? (laughs) 
So um, that was a long tangent, but that is my uh, experience. If anyone is uh, curious about any such things, shoot me a DM. I'm not like everyone needs surgery or whatever, but I'm also someone that's just like very open. If someone asks, I'm going to tell them. I'm not like, um, no, I, I would never do that. My, my face is all natural. <laughs> well, I, I don't have any experience and no offense to anyone out there who does have the desire. Like, obviously I get the appeal, but I've never like looked at my face and had the desire to like do anything different, which I guess that's a good thing. I mean, I guess that means I like my face enough the way that it is. But I mean, if that changes later down the road and I see something and I'm like, "Mm, maybe that could be improved or whatever, like I'm not opposed to it, but like, I don't think I've reached the point where I desired making any changes at the moment I mean granted I did you know order that gua sha and I'm still waiting on it and I would like to give that a try but like (laughs) other than just like a tool like I don't foresee myself going to any place and looking into anything at the moment but again totally open to it in the future but like I feel like I'm pretty mild when it comes to any kind of body I don't even know if modification is like the right (laughs) word, but like any kind of like, I just, I've never been that girl. The most I've ever done. I is like, you know, a spray tan here or there, you know, just like, yeah. Well, see, like you have a tattoo and that would terrify me. That's that's permanent. I mean, I I mean, you could get it reversed, but, but even like, okay. Like the laser hair removal, like that kind of freaks me out. I only, I, I had my first wax appointment like a few years ago, like, and I've never been back and I have another one coming up this week, but like, coming into like the world slowly. that is just, it's not my jam. I don't love it. I'd prefer to just like keep that in the privacy of my own shower. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just me being uncomfy with like the situation, not so much the procedure itself, like just yeah, the fact that there has to be another person all up in my business. Yeah. Um, I'm very open with all my business. But that, and even just like nails, like I've never had acrylic <laughs> nails. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. I'm just like, I'm not, I've never been that girl. I don't know. Yeah. Which I don't feel like anyone looks at me and it's like, she's that girl. She's that girl <laughs> that gets all that. You know what I mean? Like I look yeah. very uh, average and I don't mean that in a like condescending way towards myself. Just like, I don't look like, oh, she's had a lot of work done or like she's always done up. Like I'm just, no, whatever. Um. But yeah, and I think this thing too, like it really depends on the person of like, people be like, well, I would never get like this done or that done. And it's like, okay, you might have like a perfectly symmetrical face and no wrinkles and you don't have a jaw issue and whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's you. Um, I'm not saying that's not, not you. (laughs) Like not you, you're definitely not perfect. (laughs) You're like, but not you. Cause you're definitely not symmetrical or beautiful at all. But anyways, but you know what I mean? People be like, oh, I would never do that. And it's like, okay, yeah, you have like flawless skin or I would never get a nose job. It's like, you have what society defines generally speaking as like an acceptable nose, or you have what's defined as like a strong jawline or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a non-gummy smile. And so then people are like, just not do that it's like shut up Brittany 
shut up <laughs> nobody asked you lisa like, nobody asked okay yeah some of us gotta work for it out here um <laughs> it's hard in these streets it's hard in these streets okay i paid for this i worked hard <laughs> it costs to look this good exactly you know and i think i grew up in um like I don't know. My, my mom was always just, my mom was by no means someone like encouraging me to do any of the, these things. Like she was not that like mom of like, Oh, you should fix that. Um, but like anything I ever did want to do or change or whatever, like girls got some hairy brows. Like I've got some thick eyebrows. And so like, I started waxing my eyebrows and getting my eyebrows done when I was like, probably in like fifth or sixth grade, which is like fairly young, but I also know like every other girl I know with thick eyebrows, they also started doing it around the age. So I'm not like a freak of nature by any means. Um, and my mom was never like, no, you can't do that until you're this age or like you can't shave your legs or you can't, you know, get your nails done. It was just like, oh, if that's something you want to do, you know, now granted, if I was like, I want a boob job in second grade, like (laughs) <laughs> we'd probably pump the brakes on that, but, and like, same thing for like my, my whole jaw situation. Like when I was young, that's when they initially told me like, Hey, you should probably get this fixed. It was before I got braces and my parents like specifically didn't because they wanted it to be like my own decision, um, and everything. And so they're like, if she wants to get it, once she gets older, she can, which it was already traumatizing enough that I was in the dentist office and they were just like, um, yeah, your face is going to be like a little not perfect. Um, when you grow up, so we should just like break your jaw now. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, I'm flawless. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> um, but like, then it stuck with me. And I mean, of course I wonder, I'm like, if, if that was never told to me at 13 in a dentist office, would it be something that I thought about for like, the next 10 years and eventually ended up getting, I think it, the insecurity would have came to me one way or another, because like somewhere else in society would have told me like, uh, that's not like the best chin you could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and the difference is so small. Like I guarantee you there's people that know me and like knew me pre pre, uh, chin edition and post chin edition that have no idea. But like, it's just something that I noticed. Like, I guarantee you there's people listening to this podcast right now. They're like, oh my God, when did you get chin surgery? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I have a Clemson chin now. (laughs) Or like, I didn't have one at all before. It's just, you know, life, man. Exactly. This is just like a really random tangent and I'll keep it um, short. But this, all this talk of like changing things about yourself just made me think of like, I don't know, just like beauty pageants and how um, intense that world is. And like, I used to be in beauty pageants when I was like a baby. Like I was a toddler in Tiara, but- I did one. You did? I won Miss Congeniality. Of course you did. Uh, They were like that Shen, she can't win, but she got a personality though. Well, my mom put me in them when I was like an actual baby and like when I was like a toddler and then I could like walk and do the thing like by myself, like she didn't have to literally carry me on stage um, against my will. So yeah. once I got like old enough to like do it myself and I just walked out there and shredded my stuff like I did well, but I just like didn't want to do it anymore. And yeah, 
my mom was like, well, whenever you tell me you don't want to do it anymore, like we'll stop. Yeah. We'll be done. Eventually I was just like, I think this is going to be my last one. And my mom was like, okay. And I was probably like four. Um, but anyways, just like, the culture of pageants sometimes seems a little intense and I'm like yeah can you imagine some of those parents though that are the ones that are like well you can't go on stage unless you get your nails done and get your eyebrows done and you need to do some crunches and I know the swimsuit edition is coming up and you got to do this and like you should probably also start whitening your teeth and like I'm like a mom that told me any of those things anything to change myself like I would cry myself to sleep and I just feel for people who grow up with parents who like I know like that to them I know I'm like I can't imagine it like as much as I was in an environment where like you know my mom's done beauty type things I mean she's never had plastic surgery or even Botox or anything like that but like you know she was someone that always got her hair done and her nails done and that type of stuff and so like that was just a normal thing for me to do as I grew up and she never discouraged it. She never was like, oh, you should probably do that. Or like mm, looking a little rough or yeah. you know, just like never that. So I'm very appreciative of that. But this, this is a whole other like tangent episode. I know, but like a whole nother thing. Sorry. <laughs> I think too, like moms affect like how the women in your life that you grow up with, like see themselves really can like impact you. And that's tough because it's like, they can only control that to a certain extent. Um, but it, you know, like it affects the people, you know, around them. Like I know from various women, you know, in my life that I grew up with, it's like, okay, when they have an insecurity about something and like vocalize it, or it's just kind of like clear, then you're like, I think on a subconscious level that what that tells your brain is like, if you are this, or you are that, like, that's not okay. Or that's not a good thing to be, you know? Yeah. And so while no one's telling you like, Hey, don't be whatever, don't look like this. You're subconsciously getting a message, even though that, that they're not intending that at all. And so I like preemptively already worry about that. If I ever have a daughter of like, okay, like I am someone that's very open, with like, you know, getting Botox and whatever. And if people want to make changes, like, I think that's up to them, but I don't want to be too open with it. Like if I, again, more to have a daughter way in the future yeah, that it's like, oh, well, my mom gets all this stuff done. And so she thinks that I need to get it done. And if you don't get it done, then you're not beautiful or, you know, being a mom, yeah. is it can be a hard work. Be a fine line. Yeah. I feel like that way when it comes to like even just like personal style or something like that like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm pretty open and you know like to each their own like dress however you want to dress but whenever I have a child and god forbid my child wants to pick out an outfit and it's ugly and I'm just gonna have to be like okay sure like you know whatever you want like that sounds good it's gonna be really hard for me to be like okay but what about this maybe you should try this this looks better on you or whatever like that's gonna be hard that's gonna be hard for me to not project my own like personal thoughts and style and feelings about things it's like you gotta let people be their own person but where do you draw the line yeah so Anyways, that was a whole nother topic, but I don't want to worry about yet and I don't need to worry about yet, but things I think about, um, randomly just thinking about it. Um, 
I want to touch on this so briefly because we've already gone on so many tangents and now it's not the time. We've already posted this on Instagram, but I just think it's very insightful and I need to bring it up. Is it um, making Yeah. I, I just, I never, I could never put into words how I was like so into Nick Jonas as like a preteen and that was it. We were going to get married. Like I, in, in my mind, I envisioned him just like growing up to be this beautiful man. We were going to get married. It was going to be great. And then something just happened along the way. And I was just like, mm, I'm not really there anymore with you. <laughs> the attraction level just like went down for me. Nick lost his luster. Yeah. I, and I, I could never put a finger on it. Like what exactly happened until, as we all know, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy recently and I've never been like a huge Patrick Dempsey fan. I've never not been a Patrick Dempsey fan, but I just like, I haven't really watched anything that he's been in because like his most current largest project is Grey's Anatomy. And I, you know, hadn't watched it until recently. So I've been seeing his face a lot and obviously he's a good looking man. Um, and I was like, wait a minute wait a minute clicked light bulb moment he looks like what nick jonas could have been (laughs) like he looks like nick jonas you just age him you know 30 years or whatever and i was like let me go back and look at a young patrick dempsey and see how similar their like baby year photos are or you know like teen year photos are compared to like now and they look so similar like around like the teen ish time obviously not exact but I mean pretty close for being two totally unrelated people uh, especially in like different um decades and then Nick diverted he diverted off that path and I think I think to an extent he has the ability to look like Patrick Dempsey looks he chooses not to the hair is the biggest thing like the buzz cut the short hair I'm not into it on Nick Jonas gotta bring back like the wavy the locks yeah yeah i'm I'm not saying a full fro also something about like the facial hair the facial hair the patchy facial hair (laughs) the short buzz cut i'm like buddy we need to work to your features shave the patchy beard we don't need that like if you if you have an awesome beard like i'm not really into big beards but like if you have like a good like short shaved beard okay rock it if it's patchy, let it go. Let it go. Um, that's how I feel for Nick J. And the only reason I feel fine saying this um, is because it doesn't matter anymore. He's a married man and he doesn't care what I think about his looks. And I'm not saying he looks bad. I'm just saying I now, it all makes sense. That all makes sense. You're like, this is what could have been, but it's not. And this is why it's no longer a thing for me. <laughs> yeah. And so I put it on our polls, like, who would you pick? Like young Nick J, young um, McDreamy. And it was like a, a little bit more McDreamy, honestly, from the get-go, but like a more even mix. And then I'd put like adult Nick J or adult um, McDreamy and adult McDreamy one by a landslide. Yeah. So which I don't know if it's just like unfair to put those two together as adults, because like clearly Patrick has like, you know, some life experience on him. Like, I don't know if that changes things and he can't like, we have a lot of Grey's Anatomy fans. He can grow 
like hair, facial hair a little bit better and like just the bone structure in general is just a little bit different, but that's the name of the game. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying like, maybe Nick just like, it was a little bit unfair, but I mean, I get it. Yeah. And like I said, no hate, no hate. Always love for, I I couldn't dislike the Jonas Brothers if I tried. They're in my DNA at this point. So, (laughs) um, yeah, we're going to continue to, to love the Jonas Brothers until we're old and gray. And I just can't not love them, but it's a platonic love now because he's a married man. So it's fine. Um, I'm sure Nick Jonas could be like, yeah, and you could look like Megan Fox if you just looked a little bit different, but you didn't. <laughs> You've got long dark hair. You're kind of pale, um, but you're not quite Megan Fox. Um, you'd be correct in that assumption. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. But <laughs> what else? Uh, my brain stopped. Um, speaking of Grey's Anatomy, brief update on where I'm at with that. So I just finished season four and started season five, only like the first episode. And I, I'm, I've banned myself. I mean, it's been a month, I think like only a month. Yeah. You've made a lot of progress. Like I've gotten through four seasons and basically a month, which is a lot because there are 25 episodes a season. So that's concerning. Um, one, yeah, it takes up a lot of time, but then two, the biggest thing is like, we know me, I don't do scary movies or like things that don't bring me enjoyment (laughs) or things that like raise my anxiety. And I found, I really enjoy Grey's Anatomy, but it's like a heavy show for me, at least for other people. They're like, this is no big deal. They're like watching murder shows all day long. But for me, that's not something I expose myself to because it's not good for the mental health. And I'm on the positive. (laughs) I'm like, I'm on the positivity train. My vibes are flowing that way. And so then when I start watching Grey's Anatomy and like, there's all these traumatic illnesses every episode, I'm like finding out new ways I can die, how easily I can die, how much malpractice is happening in hospitals. Um, then obviously the drama of their love lives on top of everything. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's fictional, but it is like, I truly think like over the past like week or so, I wasn't sleeping as good. And then I was like having dreams about like Grey's Anatomy type themed things. I was thinking about Grey's Anatomy at night because like, I mean, your brain, it just thinks about what you've been focused on for so long. So I decided I needed to stop. I needed to just like take a little break, take a little breather. And we're going on vacation next week. And I was like, I don't want to be in this. I I don't want to be on this wavelength for vacay. (laughs) I don't want to be in like this trauma mode, emergency room, surgical room vibe. So I put a pause and I'm going to wait, but it's really hard. It's really hard because I want to watch the next episode, but I know I just need to take a breather. Well, speaking of shows that cause anxiety, um, (laughs) I started watching this show. It's not new by any means, but it's new to me. I've never seen it. And it was recently on like Netflix's like top list or whatever. And it's, um, it's called startup. Yeah. I've seen like the thing for it. Yeah. Well, Adam Brody is in it and Mm -hmm. 
if you ever watched the OC when you're younger, like you probably had a crush on Adam Brody. So I was like, yeah, I'll watch that. And I have only gotten through like half of the first season, but um, it's intense. Like there's, there's violence, there's like gangs, there's like drugs, there's, I mean, literal death and like murder and Mm -hmm. money laundering I mean you name it it's all in there I mean it's like like, it takes place in Miami but it's so good it's so good and like the whole preface of the show is like the actual you know these three kind of like unassuming misfit type of people come together from all different backgrounds and they Mm -hmm. are creating a startup company for cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. and just like all the things that are coming along with that. And it's so good. Like the show itself is good and I want to keep watching it, but also each episode, there's like just so much going on. And I'm like, oh my God, this, this like gets your heart racing. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. just you know, not the best thing for me to be watching right before I try to go to sleep. But, <laughs> but I would recommend it. I do like it, but it's probably more of like a weekend show like maybe don't watch it throughout the week and like before you go to bed and before you go to work and that sort of thing before anything really just watch it only at the crack of dawn that's the best time I'm just kidding I'm like it sounds like not a show for me um I'm sure it's great I'm sure it's great for our listeners I just can't go down that path I can't handle Meredith and Derek's love affair so if I can't handle that (laughs) I'm like but this is real life this is like this is real. It's worse. <laughs> no, no, it's worse for the anxiety. My mind is like, these things are happening in the world. You need to be prepared. Your heart could stop at any moment. You could go into surgery. This we go on a we go on a tailspin. Let's see. I can easily watch something and be like, okay, but that's not my life, and that's not going to happen to me. That's just what's happening in this show. Like, I I can I can separate those. And I've been that way for a long time. Like even when I was younger and I was like a child, a small child, I could watch scary movies and not be scared by them because I knew they were fake. Like I knew they were fake. I knew it wasn't real. It didn't affect me. It was never going to happen. But I know not everyone is like that. I get it. Subliminal media effects. It's not good. It's not good for the brain. It's not good for the juice. I'm on the positive vibes only (laughs) over here. Um, like what are you gonna watch like backyardigans bitch I might (laughs) my fun fact shout out my mom my mom loves backyardigans and my brother my mom has this thing and she loves (laughs) I'm gonna make her sound like someone that should be on a TLC show Um, she when I say she loves cartoons or like random cartoons I don't mean like my mom spends like everyday watching cartoons like this is on a very rare occasion that she does this but like one of her favorite movies ever is over the hedge and over the hedge (laughs) 2 the movie with the little animals that talk and they like are they steal food and whatever she loves that she also loves um the secret life of pets another favorite my mom loves that movie she loves talking animals she bought it for my niece but she ended up watching it first before she gave it to my my mom saw these movies in theater 
And she loves it. And she, I think she kept it for herself. Yeah. But it's not like my mom is like going to the movie theater, like weekly to see every cartoon. And she's not like waking up in the morning to watch cartoons. Like I promise she doesn't need a TLC show. She just has this little quirk that every now and then she's like, they're just so cute. And I just love those characters. And like, just so well done. So she, (laughs) at one point when I think I was maybe in like high school, my brother was in like middle school, somewhere around there. Um, my mom would be watching, I don't know what, like the news or something adult programming in the morning while she was getting ready. And then like, right after that was on the backyardigans would come on. And so it would just be like playing on the TV and her bedroom while she was getting ready. And eventually I think my brother said something of like, why are you watching the backyardians? And she was like, it's a cute show. (laughs) And like, again, she hadn't like turned it on to watch the backyardians, but like over time, it was just always on in the background. She grew to like the backyardigans. And so my brother would like roast her all the time of like, mom, why are you watching the backyardigans? Or it would be on and he'd be like, do you want to watch it? Backyardigans is on. (laughs) (laughs) And so the funny part about that is that right now the backyardigans, they are making a comeback on TikTok. Yeah. So they have a song that's like gone viral on TikTok, but I think it's like actually number one on Spotify right now. Is it really the Castaway song? The yeah, Castaways. <laughs> we I know Castaways. And they I have, have not watched the Backyardigans nor Ahoy there. <laughs> nor have I talked with my mom about the Backyardigans in years. But I've thought about texting her recently just to be like, "Hey, your favorite band, the Backyardigans, um, have a number one single right now." <laughs> They have another one that people are into on TikTok, but I don't remember how it goes, but it's something about like going through a bush or something. Uh, Into the thick of it. Oh yeah. Into the thick of it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm I'm looking at their Spotify profile right now. I won't hit play so we don't get copyrighted by the backyardigans, but um, yeah. Shout out backyardigans. (laughs) Shout out. I never watched backyardigans, but neither did I, but my mom did. It was it was after our time. It was definitely can, after. Yeah, it was after time. time. I can say one thing though. This is embarrassing, but one thing that my mom and I do when we're around each other and only each other, um, yeah. not like in public or around other people, but um, I used to think that that movie um, Ice Age was like hilarious, and we yeah. this day still like to talk like kid the sloth <laughs> like we just like okay. to talk with a lish but you know every now and then so um so that's something that we do that's a fun little, that's a fun little thing we do <laughs> everyone's got a thing um that's yours <laughs> that's mine um, I don't know what mine is but my mom's is backyard again so there's that um the juice not really the juice but um the last thing I think think we want to talk about today is our upcoming vacay travels um you're already packed which is you you're like it's a miracle which it is good like you're normally not like fully ready to go but I do feel like you are like kind of a I think in the past you're like yeah I'm starting to pack and it's like three weeks out and I'm like oh I haven't like you like to start laying the things or thinking about the things, even if you haven't packed them, Mm -hmm. which I did more when I was younger and I'm definitely like a planner type, but you definitely started packing before me for this trip. Yeah. I mean, 
mostly just because I knew that this week was going to be a lot. Like I've got just got a lot going on. And since I'm driving to you on Friday up to Cincinnati, I was like, yeah. if I wait until literally Friday, it's just, it's going to be a hot mess. I'm going to forget something oh, like yeah. it's just going to be horrible. So yeah, I basically used all last weekend to pack everything. And really the only thing I don't have is my like carry on, like my backpack, everything is actually laid out. It's just not in the backpack yet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's easy. I'll do that like eventually, but the suitcase, the checked bag, it is good to go. It's ready. It's rocking. We'll see if it thinks- Hey, I'm glad for it because I was like, if she thinks she's going to roll up here on Saturday morning and pack on Friday night, this is going to be a disaster. And <laughs> I wouldn't I show can- up to your house until like midnight. <laughs> I'm like, I can't control that, but let's Lord, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad you are ready to roll. But the thing that takes the longest for me is, well, not the longest, but the annoying part of packing is that you can only prepare so much. Like I'm going to have to use my face wash before Friday and my makeup and my hair things, you know, like the toiletries is the pain in the butt, like clothes. I'm like, bing, bing, boom. This is what I'm wearing. Throw it in the bag. No Mm. big deal. Toiletries, the worst. Well, i all of my toiletries are actually good to go. The only things that aren't ready are going to be my skincare because I, I use my skincare like every day, but I have like everything else already like portioned out and good. Like it's in like small little things. So everything's good to go except for just like any kind of serums or like moisturizer that I use on the regular basis. But other than that, I'm good. I even have contacts. The, yeah. All, the only and my glasses still got to take those but I'm mm-hmm. using them so it's all those things that's what sucks yeah but you need that's it I'm like I'm not I'm not trying to like not wash my face or wear makeup <laughs> or do my hair for a whole week I know on vacation I've got, my, I've got my list though so I should not be forgetting anything hopefully yeah. fingers crossed I should be fine I have plenty of time because I have until like Saturday morning And I have everything aside from the extra stuff. All the clothes are pretty much there. Um, That being said, I thought we could do not, not really a game, not a formal game of just like, um, what our travel quirks are or like, who's most likely to do this, do that. Like, okay. Do you have any examples? Going into this with a very minimal uh, map of what what we're going to do or say here, but zero preparation. Love it. <laughs> hey, I bring the heat. <laughs> bring the topics today. I'm not um, well, like the, the two that I thought of, which are the most obvious, is like who's most likely to bring a rotisserie chicken through TSA? Me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely Thank you um if you're curious what we're referencing which i've never brought in a rotisserie chicken through tsa psa um but if you're curious you can go back and listen to our episode with uh carson carby travel blogger and we talk about our little travel mishaps before so i would say i'm most likely to bring an absurd amount of snacks on a trip or like need to eat constantly yeah 
that's just, I mean, that's my state of being that doesn't only happen on vacation, but, um, and then most likely to be late or cause us to be late would be Sierra. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. (laughs) Um, but we're set up for success for this. I feel confident our flight does not leave until a little bit later in the morning and she will already be in my apartment Friday night. So I have time to wrangle her. You can wrangle me. You can force me in the car. Like, like, come on, I'm leaving. So you can do what you want, but, um, I think we'll be good there, but I'm trying to think of like, what, what, what would be your most likely to, for me and you travel edition? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, I feel like most likely to start talking to a stranger and then like invite them somewhere. You. Yep. (laughs) Like Mackenzie will just like see someone and be like, oh my gosh, hey, start talking and be like, oh my gosh, they're going to go get ice cream. Like we're going to go with them. Like, wait, what? I am, but I'm not. The, The funny thing is like, I am within our relationship, within our friendship, but like compared to so many other people out there, I am not that person. Like I am not, I won't talk to just anybody. Like it has to. Yeah, no, I'm not saying organic or I have to be drunk. Not anyone, not anyone. But if the situation arises out of the two of us, you are the one to most likely be like, yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's do this thing. And I'm like, we just met them. But you know, I love that. But also I'm just, I'm just not that person. Yeah. But I'm, I'm discerning. Like I, I have some friends that are a little bit more questionable with who they'll say yes to. They're like, (laughs) we met these guys and they're like 60 and they like want to take us on their boat. And I'm like, that doesn't sound, that sounds like that could end badly and let's not do that. But, but you're more likely to run into like a group of bachelorettes and be like, do you need some extra people? Like, do you want us to take pictures of you? take the picture and then you're in and I'm like, I'm in, I'm friends or (laughs) talking to people that work at the restaurant or a group of friends or however it presents itself. I'm open. I'm open to the journey. I'm open to the opportunity to meet new people. And I think, um, it's going to be a little dangerous on this trip because I've been locked in. What do you mean? I've, oh, I've you've been, been locked in, like yeah, quarantine. I got it. Yeah, like it's been a long time since I've been let out of the cage. And You'll again, I'm it. not crazy wild. Like I'm gonna go talk to everyone and be obnoxious and like, no, that's not me. But I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to explore. I'm ready to have fun, and just ready ready for it all in your poses <sighs> practicing my poses I haven't I'm I'm rusty <laughs> I, I haven't actually been practicing my poses but I'm like <laughs> I need some Instagram pics I've not taken like an Instagram picture in a long long time I haven't been out and about haven't met a new person you know go see what Texas has to offer me um, okay, but you didn't say what your most likely two would be. 
I'm most likely to talk to a stranger. I know. I said I picked one for you. I thought you were gonna pick one for me. I don't I know. Did. What, most likely to make a slate. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's an easy one. I bring um, snacks and talk to people. I don't know what mine is. I feel like mine is like something really practical. Like I've always got the band aids and you know stuff like that. Usually, like <laughs> most likely to have a band aid. Most likely to have a Band-Aid in case you injure yourself. Um, usually have them in my purse. Usually have them in my backpack. And my, like, I've got them. Yeah. Uh, but that's really stupid. So that's not very spicy and kind of boring. Most likely to be convinced into doing whatever. I'm like, we should try this. And you're like, well, hold on a minute. And I'm like, but list, let me list all the benefits of us doing this. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and then we do it whatever that is well that makes it sound like I'm a pushover no I just think you're like more open go with the flow you're like okay cool like we'll try it whatever like you might not be the initiator of like let's go talk to this random group of people or go get ice cream with them or whatever this hypothetical situation (laughs) we created where we're getting ice cream with people but you're like okay cool I'm down like whatever I'm down yeah I'm down I'm but it's not gonna be my idea yeah. Yeah. Like I'm usually either open and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Or I'm like, no, like, absolutely not. Like I'm not getting on the boat with the six-year-old men, mm-hmm. but I'm absolutely doing this. Or I'm like totally open, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like unless it's like a, I don't know. I don't know. So that's your most likely. I don't know if I can think of anything else um, because I didn't really prepare for this segment. <laughs> um do you have any like travel quirks? Like people are so, I feel like people are really opinionated about how they fly and like being like, if they're the aisle seat, if they're the middle seat, if they're the window, if people talk to them or don't talk to them on planes. Um, no, I'm really fine with like any seat. I don't really care if I had to choose, I yeah. would like the window seat, but if I'm just like stuck wherever I'll be fine. Um, and it's hard to say whether or not I like to talk to people because sometimes you get sat next to really interesting people. I've sat next to some really interesting people before yeah. and one of them ended up being a boy from France who was really cute. So yeah, see, I've never had that moment. I've never. So sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And I'm just like, I'm going to make it known that I'm going to put in my headphones and I'm going to listen to music and and like, that's it. The conversation cannot happen. So most of the time I'm going to be listening to music. I'm not really one that reads on planes. I don't like to read on planes. I get really like weird feelings when I read. Yeah. Um, but you're not a big reader to begin with. So it'd be kind of weird yeah. if you did read on planes. I used to be like when I was younger, I used to be, but like not so much yeah. now. Um, I used to um, really like to go like color. I used to color a lot or, or do like crosswords or like Sudoku or that sort of thing. Um, Yeah. But I haven't done that in a while either. And I don't have any like books or anything to do that with right now, but that's, that's my airplane vibe. I just, you know, color or listen to music Um, occasionally chat it up, but mostly just mind my own business. Well, maybe we'll meet some people on the planes. We'll see. You never know. Because we'll be sitting next to each other on most of our flights. So 
we will see, but I've never had, I've never like been like, oh my gosh, if this person talks to me, I'm going to freak out. (laughs) I mean, that's aggressive. Um, but I've never been like, I hope this person talks to me, nor have I ever had like an in-depth conversation with someone sitting next to me. I feel like I usually get sat next to like a middle-aged, very average person that falls asleep or puts their headphones in just like nothing juicy. Um, so I've never, it's never been my journey. I do have a pet peeve though. Like something I cannot stand Mm -hmm. is when the plane lands and there's those people who unbuckle their seatbelt and get up, stand up and grab their stuff. Like they're ready to go. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. We're in the back of the plane. Okay. (laughs) Who do you think you are getting off this plane before me? If you're behind me, absolutely. What? You will it's, not be going before me. It's tough and it's annoying, but I also am like the flight, the whole flight situation and how they're like, okay, you have five minutes to get across the Atlanta airport. Good luck. So I, I mean, get I, it. I don't think people purposefully do it. Like I'm just going to be obnoxious today or at least majority. Yeah. But I get it. I just, I get, I get that everyone has somewhere to be though. So it's like, what makes you more of yeah. a priority than usually? Me? usually they'll announce it. Like if they, like, I think the pilots like, know. I guess who's on the plane, like who, like if someone's about to miss their next flight, I've had multiple times where they're like, um, like if everyone can please stay seated, we've got a couple passengers that like their plane takes off in two minutes, let them like through. I've had that happen multiple times. So like they have some type of list of like, okay, you either have time or you don't have time. And if you need to get off, they'll like give you that allowance. Well, that's never happened to me and I've almost missed flights before, or I have missed flights before. So that's never happened. No one's ever given me special treatment and I'm not giving you special treatment. I'm like, you are not leaving. You are not getting off this plane before me. If you're sitting behind me, I'm sorry. I will throw an elbow. Sierra is aggressive. People in Texas be warned. She does not want to talk to you. She doesn't want to be friends. She doesn't want you to get off the plane. No, I'm I'm so sorry about her behavior. Um, please, please come through, ma'am. I mean, I feel like the way I feel like I am very similar in the way that I want to have an airplane experience with the way that I want to have like a concert experience. Like yeah, you're trying to get in front of me. I'm not going to be cool with that. Like you, <laughs> you cool. paid for that seat back there and I paid for this seat up here, like stay in your lane. Like you're not going to come up here and be in my space. Also, I'm here for the music. I'm here for the experience, for the good times. Like, let's just like no rough housing, no funny business. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. People who are like loud or angry or talk too loud. I'm like, or their movies are too loud. I'm like, shut up. Okay. No, it's, it's a no for me. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Um, can we talk about, I've seen a lot of memes about this, about the, um, sexual tension between you and the the sexual tension between you and the person of the other gender or maybe same gender either way of like the same age when you're on a flight especially when you're younger I think because like the older you get like everyone's just kind of an adult and it's kind of hard to tell how old exactly people are but like when you're like a teenager or you're in your 20s or something and there's like say you're a straight woman and there's like three other guys on the plane that look to be in their twenties 
and suddenly they are the most attractive people in the world and you're like are we about to kiss right now it's probably a weird phenomenon like we're stuck in this small space and if this plane is going down like i need somebody to cling on to and that's the closest person to my demographic like they or like they take us to another planet we have to repopulate it just makes sense Mm -hmm. because it, it sounds crazy and it sounds silly but i find myself in that situation almost every time i fly there's one person on that plane or even if they're not like, even if they're not Patrick Dempsey, I'm identifying who's my number one on this flight. And then when you get off the plane or you're like, "Mm, that's the one that got away. Yeah. Every time, (laughs) every time. Cause I've never been seated next to my one or even like anywhere near them. I don't think. And you're just like, I wonder where they're going. I wonder what their life path is, where they've been what's next for them we'll meet again <laughs> and then like if you have a layover together and just that tension just a brewing across the airport as you sit in those little seats waiting mm. you get off the plane for your layover or your connecting flight and you're like oh my gosh are we going the same way are we going the same way and then they go terminal a you go terminal b and you're like oh so close the one that got away <laughs> I'm telling you, all of these things are just going to be on like level 10 because of the pandy. Like people are, it's like the cicadas. We're like the cicadas. We've been underground for 17 (laughs) years now and we're ready to come out, sing our song. I don't know about mate, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe not mate, but you know, mate's not the word. I'm definitely not trying to have children, Um, but socialize. Yeah. You know, do our best. (laughs) <laughs> a little a little flirting whatever with some people on planes and then go back and check on for another 17 years <laughs> uh yeah so um full circle the opportunities are really endless for us um so here's the last thing i want to propose before we um end this out is that we and i don't have a <laughs> this idea is also not fully developed, um, but that we come up with a challenge list. Like, I don't want it to be like too cheesy and I don't want it to be like too like bachelor S bachelor at party esque, but like a, a challenge bucket list, so to speak for things to do while we're on vacation. And like, we have to do them just to like make the trip more fun. So the only things that I've like come up with, and none of these are too crazy because I don't want like something stupid for the sake of being stupid, like go make out with a random stranger. I mean, like, if you want to do that, cool. But like, (laughs) you know, like some things that are just like too over the top and it's like, okay, if the moment presents itself, go for it. But I'm not going to like the idea of the list. Are we going to have to like take a pick or it didn't happen or what? No. So like they're, they're the, they're mild, but they're just like, I think cool. Okay. Anyways, like here's the wear, list. Wear um, a cowboy hat. N- not yet. That's not on the list. Um, take a photo everywhere you go, which I know sounds basic, but like a lot of times I think when you do get caught up in doing things, like you don't actually take a photo everywhere you go, you know, or you took like a Snapchat st- or not a Snapchat story, a like Instagram story and then like nothing else, but like actively take a photo either of the place or like of yourself at the place or like us at the place. Like, even if it sucks, like if we take a picture at every place we go, 
there'll be plenty to pick from at the end of the trip versus like, oh, these are the only three like Instagram worthy spots. So we're only going to take pictures at these places. And then you end the trip and you've got like four pictures. Yep. You know, sometimes you just like have to have that impetus to be like, oh, we're at a new place. We have to take a picture. The prompt I looked at online was like, take one every hour. And I was like, that's a lot. That's too much. There's going to be like downtime where we're just like in the hotel and like, and I'm just, you're just going to be in the bathroom. And I'm like, Mackenzie, open the door. It's been an hour. I need to take a picture of you. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So that's number one. Number two is karaoke. Um, uh, number three is line dance, which is already on our agenda. So easy. One is say the prompt I found online was say yes for a whole day, but I'm like, that's a lot. So maybe we say yes for like a whole hour or three hour period or something like anywhere we go, like say we go out to eat and they're like, do you want an appetizer? We have to say yes. If like, you want a dessert, we're like, yep. And <laughs> and then you know we're like kayaking and they're like do you want a double kayak and we're like yep put us in it sounds good (laughs) just like whatever we get asked we have to say yes okay if there's like a yes no option I'm like that could be fun again we'll do it like short term so we don't end up like doing anything too crazy we're spending thousands of dollars and we're in debt yeah they're like would you like this premium experience yes would you like to sleep in our penthouse suite for the night and we're like sure and that's fifty thousand dollars yeah um but i thought that that could be cool um the other one is just take a photo with strangers it's broad it could be on any day we don't need multiple we just need one photo with strangers are we are we gonna have to go up to these strangers and be like hey can i take a picture with you yeah but it doesn't have to be like, I'm, I'm saying strangers as in we meet them over the course of our time in Austin, not okay. like we knew these people for an hour and now they're not strangers. So like, if we were to meet some people getting ice cream, whatever we're doing, and then it's like, Hey, so we have like this like bucket list challenge for our trip. Like we have to get a picture of strangers. Like, let's take a picture. Okay. But Anybody it would it wouldn't count though if like I took a picture of myself with some strangers no. in the background. No. It has to be like a, they yeah. have to know about it and be yeah. a part of it. Got yeah. it. Cause how fun would that be? I mean, for you that sounds fun. For me, I'm like um, Again, in an organic know. way. Ideally <laughs> it's not like we just are somewhere totally random and we're like, hey, can we get a picture with you? Yeah. That's weird. Maybe it's not. Um <laughs> last one is right on a bathroom stall and because I'm like a goody two shoes like I want it to be one where like people already ride on it you know like one of those situations so I guess we need to bring a sharpie um add that to the packing list okay (laughs) so if we find like a bathroom where we can write on the wall or the hey perfect way to plug the podcast plug if you're in Austin and we want to go on a scavenger hunt and look for our name at Girls Gone Gab in a bathroom stall. Um, maybe we'll give you a prize. Yeah, I'm not like, let's go to uh, the nicest restaurant, pristine bathroom and write our names on it. Like I'm, I'm talking dive bar. There's a million other uh, things already on the stall wall. But that is funny. So that's the list of bar. If we had like something branded that we just stuck everywhere we went. Stickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to get some girls gonna get stickers. That would be that would be cool. Swaggy. 
swaggy. Well, that's a good idea. I like it. I'm down. You don't got to convince me. There you go. Less likely to not need to be convinced. <laughs> to be easily convinced. <laughs> Very easily convinced. I'm like, yep, sounds good. Let's okay, do it. cool. Well, we'll come up with some other things and then we will report back on next week's episode of um, our adventures. All right. Yeehaw.